Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name's Sarah Morgan. Hello. That was a big one. <laughs> Hello. Uh, welcome to The Fear, uh, uh, a podcast where I interview funny people about what they're scared of. Uh, this week, I've... Um, here's a good indication of where my mental state is. I've, um, I've, I've been ill. I've had, a, I've, had a, I've had a cold, which turned into a bug, which turned into a kind of woman flu like an existential woman flu and I've been in bed and I've mostly been watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race season 6 re-watching that because that's my happy place and also um, you know that thing when this, you, the, the kind of mental state you're in when there's just one TV show that you want to watch there's one thing and you just really want to watch it and it's an American show and you're like okay well I'll, I'll, I'll find a, a streaming service for the network and you think you can't watch it in your country so you're like fine I'll, I'll get a VPN how hard can that be and that doesn't work so then you start trying to find like illegal streams or like maybe someone's put on YouTube or Vimeo or Daily Motion, and you just start getting like really really like you're going to all, all I want to do is just watch this one thing this one thing I've seen it it looks really good I'll just watch it um, and you start going mad it's like I'll torrent it I'll torrent it fine I'll take, I'll take the risk I'll take the risk of going to, to, to prison um and, and it's not even on torrents and you just any, anyway so the show's called um, Haunted Gingerbread Showdown and it's on the Food Network um, and apparently it's it's bakers competing against each other uh, to make Halloween themed um, gingerbread houses and sort of Halloween themed sweet treats um, and Elvira Mistress of the Dark uh, big fan uh, she, she's a judge on episode one and I just wanted to watch that really so um, that's where my head at getting slightly manic about the fact that I just really want to watch um, people who do like quite a complicated thing really well doing that and and icing and horror puns that's just kind of kind of what I need at the moment just, just kind of what I need my guest this week is Carrie Quinlan uh, Carrie is a comedy writer comedy performer you've heard her on John Finnamore's souvenir program on Radio 4 uh, loads of other Radio 4 shows and you might have heard her podcast on the Great Big Owl Network called Ask the Nincompoops. It's very funny. You should definitely listen to that. Um, this is a very special episode. What happened was, so Carrie, uh, had, Carrie's a really good friend of mine. She's never seen a horror film. And I was like, oh my God, I do a podcast where I scary things. Please, can we watch a, your first horror together? And then we'll talk about it afterwards. And she thought that was a fun idea. So we arranged it and we were going to do a special episode called Carrie Quinn and Watches a Horror. And then, um, it, it's just been a bit of a week, hasn't it, for everyone. Um, even Donald Trump is saying um, uh, men are scared at the moment. And I think he's right. Um, probably We're probably thinking of different reasons why men should be scared. But I think everyone should be scared, all humans. 
should be uh, should scare them because uh, it's quite scary times. I'll definitely say it's not competition. I'll just say that. It's not a competition. We're all a bit scared. We're all a bit thin-skinned. And um, Carrie Quinlan came to my house and we had a chat and we had a glass of wine and we ordered some pizza and we just went between us. Do you know what? We don't really feel like watching a horror film tonight. I certainly, in this climate, did not feel like making my friend do a thing that she didn't really fancy doing. Um, so instead, what we thought would be funny is if we talked about on uh, if we recorded a conversation where we talked about why we weren't in the mood to watch a horror film and that's what you're about to hear uh, I hope you enjoy it uh, let me know what you think of the show uh, oh and also if you've got any steers on how to watch Haunted Gingerbread Showdown get in touch at the Fear Podcast but for now boils, ghouls and all creatures in between please enjoy this spectacular episode of the Fear Carrie Quinlan doesn't watch a horror film. Cheers. Right, there we go. Now that's recording. And I'm just going to pop it here. Okay. And you can talk talking to the bottom cleft. And we're just... We'll just talk. Like... We'll just have a little chat. <laughs> like mates with a glass of wine and a pizza on the way. Oh, I like guys. Yes. Carrie Quinlan is in my house because we were going to watch a horror film tonight because we were going to do an episode called Carrie Quinlan Watches a Horror and for reasons which are mostly to do with the fact that I wanted to sit with my friend and just go ah the world (laughs) I'm so frightened about everything um, we sort of decided we'd just chat a bit. And, and, and what were your reasons for not wanting to order horror? So my, my reasons are... So the whole idea of Carrie Quinlan watches a horror film is that I've never seen a, a whole horror film. I've seen clips. Um, uh, I've seen the most of the video of Thriller, although I did scream <laughs> and run out of the room. Um that's not recent. That was like when it came That's out. That's horror though. That's but it, John it's, Dundas. Yeah, it's very absolutely good. Absolutely scared the shit out of me. And I think it may be that. It may be that formative experience that means I've never watched a whole horror film because um, I have met my imagination mm-hmm. and it's not okay. And it would fester and freak me out. So that's... That's the idea. The so the idea between Carrie behind even mm. or between Carrie Quinlan <laughs> <Bill and, laughs> beneath <laughs> Carrie Quinlan watches a horror film is that I've never seen a whole yeah. horror film because I'm too scared. And so I've come around this evening <laughs> to watch a whole horror film, but we're not going to because I'm too scared. <laughs> to be honest, I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah, and not because I see. I love horror films, but I I can absolutely empathise with the idea that something... I like the idea that your imagination can be eclipsed by someone else's if you watch a horror film. I love that. Yeah, I don't like that. I used to... That's how I used to feel. When I was a kid, I uh, was obsessed by Freddy Krueger, the film we were going to watch tonight is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. I was obsessed by Freddy Krueger because there was someone in my neighbourhood had a poster on on their... You know, the sort of sticky posters that, like, faced out? Okay. Poster. Yes. Right. Uh, and it was it was advertising one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, and I had horrifying recurring nightmares about eight or nine, and I would have horrifying recurring nightmares about Freddy Krueger, 
I knew the vague concept of the Freddy Krueger. Yep, same. The idea. Yeah. So you know the gist. I know the gist. Which is? And I don't like it. What's the gist? So the gist is that um, Freddy Krueger basically exists in your nightmares. Mm. And that's not okay. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And also, he. Do- I mean, I've seen the posters too, and he doesn't look like a nice man. He's about the worst, it's the best slash worst idea. Yeah, for, like, it's literally a, the most horrifying it's thing. absolutely is. horrifying. The, the only thing you can't, the only, the only way you escape from is not to sleep. Yeah. And that's that is, not good. That's no, not good. It's not good. No. It's really not good. And the, I, I, it's interesting you say about the your imagination being eclipsed by someone else's, because that my, my worry is... Is, is is that yeah my imagination will be eclipsed by someone else's and then my imagination will come back and involve itself in that again oh. and um yeah not good i saw it i mean it's a it's a ghost thing not a horror thing and it's mm. a play i saw the woman in black when mm. i was 16 mm. my, my godmother took me to see the woman in black for my 16th birthday and i slept with the light on for nine months and it really fucked with my head I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a good stage play, right? They it's do, a good, they do yeah. Spooky things. Yeah, it's a good yeah. spooky stage play, yeah. and my my brain is not mm-hmm. good with that. Yeah, and and um and and, and of course, the other reason this evening for not watching a horror film is, and I hope you don't mind me mm-hmm. sharing that we <laughs> we both have slightly fragile brain units we absolutely currently, very and it's bad. not it's not a good. I mean, yeah. we, we can cut anything you want to cut, but I, I, you put out a tweet mm. talking about having a black dog and taking it for a walk. And yeah. I, as a black dog owner, <laughs> uh, was like, well, taking your black dog for a walk sounds like a podcast or mm. possibly a band. Oh, <laughs> black dog walking club. Yes. Feels like a really good thing. That does. Um, it makes it had, sound fun. We had an, I oh, know. It sounds quite cool, actually. It does, yeah. Which is worrying. Yeah. It shouldn't sound cool. Yeah. It's not cool. It's not cool, There's kids. nothing cool about it. Um, but Black Dog Walking Club seemed like a nice idea. And then I, it's weirdly because I only think in terms of content, yeah. was like, well, I'll give Carrie something to do. She'll pop around. We'll do that. I know, I know what will cheer her up. I know what will cheer her up. Doing a podcast. She'll, she'll, Give us a, sorry to put in the diary. Doing yeah, doing a podcast about stuff what shits her up. Yeah, that'll that'll because, break her out of the mood. But that to me is, is because I uh, yes, I think the the times we live in are very at the moment making us uh, fucking petrified of everything. Mm-hmm. And I find a good stare into the idea of what other people think is meant to be scary, i.e., a horror film, mm. quite relaxing. Because it's so, uh, I mean, and I'm talking supernatural horrors. I'm talking men getting into your dreams. Yeah. Which is the last place I can't bloody get, right? Nowadays, what? Yeah. Patriarchy. Um, Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Not okay. No. They can't get you in your dreams. Now. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Elon Musk is working on it. He probably is. He probably is. Yeah, he's quite busy with... It turned out that geeks turned out to be bad people. Oh, my God. When the geeks took over... He's, yeah, he's he's Donald Trump with a laptop, isn't he? It turns out all the nerds are actually as bad as the jocks were when they were in charge. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the nerds, all, yeah. the, all the people... 
people I was friends with at school who couldn't get girls to talk to them, I obviously didn't count. Because <laughs> I knew all the words from Monty Python and the Holy Crap. There you go. Boom, I done. didn't count. Um, I'm sure you were a similar... Co- we would have found each other had we been... Oh, totally. Sim- yeah, in Absolutely. Similar yeah. But the nerds are now... The nerds are now in charge of everything and they are as bad as the jocks. Yeah, the nerds have inherited the earth and it turns mm. out they're arseholes as well. Yep. Yeah. Elon Musk, who'd have thought? <laughs> and it's, sorry, we've diverted. Yeah. What were we saying? Oh, have we? World's on fire. Everything's shit. We are recording this in the week of the... Corvner? What the fuck? I didn't even dignify his name with a saying Yeah, let's call him Corvner. Corvner. No, because that makes me think of um, Julie Cowner, who's the voice of Mark Simpson. Yeah. Okay, let's call... <laughs> so, um, yeah. Corner. Mr. Corner. Corner, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's in, it's in the... So, the Senate committee hearings were mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. The Senate folk are... Senators, that's what Senate folk yep. are called. Senators are looking at the FBI report... Oh, God. ...as we speak. Yeah. So... They've given themselves a week, so it's going to be thorough. Absolutely. Yeah, and what, um, what can they possibly miss? And essentially, a woman stood up in front of a room full of basically men and tore her skin off mm. and talked about a really horrifying thing that happened to her and all the stuff that the last couple of years have had about women coming forward and men as well, and people telling about their stories of horrifying things that have happened to them. Uh, 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 it turns out, it's a bit like that dream where you open your mouth to scream or run and nothing comes out. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Like, she opened her mouth and said all this stuff and fuck all happened. Fuck all happened, And we yeah. all went, oh, look, you see this, everyone? What? And, the, and, and, and everyone else responded by making funny sketches and memes and gifs about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's so bleak. It's so bleak. Um, that I think brain, your brain having a bit of a... That's the other thing as well. When your brain is a bit one-coined and desperate to find any reason to beat you up, stuff like this is like, it happens and you feel bad about it because you're a human being and of course you feel bad about it. And then your brain starts going, well, you're meant to feel bad about that. How dare you be depressed? Or how dare you feel bad? Yeah. Or, or uh, anxious? or Because you're meant to. Because that should make you... Make you because otherwise you'd be a bad person if you didn't feel like that. Yeah, and why aren't you giving up your stupid career trying to make people smile yeah. and becoming an activist and actually changing the world, you prick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> we are meant to be making the world laugh at the moment. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, make yourselves laugh. Yeah, gosh. Do a thirty-minute-long SNL sketch and the big joke is that Matt Damon's playing. Ian Corner is that his name? Ian Corner, and yeah. That's, imagine that. That's funny. It's yeah. funny because he raped someone. So it's he, he did. <laughs> yeah, we will never laugh again. And he's in. Yeah, and he's about to be confirmed in one of the most socially mm. important yeah. roles. Probably more societally important roles mm. in the states than president. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's fine because everyone else is disgusted and outraged, aren't they? No, they're sort of just making jokes and mm. going. Eh. <sighs> Good. So I'm glad I got you around. So yeah, absolutely. I wonder if anyone's still listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the stop button is. No one. You've already it. pressed it. Oh um, lord. Th- no, this to me is interesting because 
I feel like when the world is sort of genuine horror, like actual horror, like horror film horror, all the things that Charlie Brooker writes in Black Mirror, <laughs> but like worse. When the world, I find the horror films, the supernatural, the vampires, the Draculas, the Freddy's Krueger, mm. very cathartic, relaxing. They're like a, a safe way of exploring big feelings. They're like having a big crime. You need a, need a big crime. Okay. Yeah, the sort of catharsis. Yeah, there's a catharsis to them. I watched um, Ghost Stories last week. You know, the Andy, uh, Jeremy Dyson, Andy Nyman. It was stage play. Oh, okay. Probably right. like The Woman in Black, which I've not seen. But the stage, <laughs> stage play was really good. And I'd seen saw the stage play a few times. And I watched that film in the dark on my own. Mm. Uh, really wanting to be scared hoping it was as scary as it was when I saw it at the theatre because I was like that'll I'll feel really better I'll feel better after that I'll have some jumps right and some cheap goosebumps and I'll have got on a roller coaster effectively I'll, mm. have done, I'll have done a thing that I have absolute control over but has made me um if it's a very it's a very controlling thing I think but yeah I and I get that I do I I just my concern is that I won't be able to put it down afterwards and particularly and I've left it so long Mm. and I'm now um in my early 40s hard to believe um edit that that's (laughs) the whole age shit I'm 42 it's fine um um, because one of the reasons we're doing this is because it was on your list it's on my list of 42 things to do while I'm 42 this year appreciates the importance of the number 42 it's the it's the well yeah exactly it's the one but no but part of the thing 42 things to do at 42 and one of them was watch watch a a whole horror film Mm -hmm. but my concern being 42 is that I'm now waking up in the middle of the night needing to go to the loo Mm -hmm. and if I watch a horror film Mm -hmm. I won't want to go I want to. I won't want to. I won't want to walk down the corridor in the dark of my flat to go to the loo. I put it to you that either you would piss yourself, yep, which would be quite the event. Yeah, that would not go down well. Or you do it and then feel amazing afterwards because you've done the thing. Because you've done the thing. Okay. So should that be one? Of, that should be a, another of the forty-two things. Yeah, piss yourself. No. Yeah. There we go. Have you ever pissed yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like post post childhood, post early childhood. Yeah, laughing generally. Oh, that's the best. Generally, yeah. Once or twice. Oh, and then oh, that's that's the absolute best. That's the couple of weeks ago. Oh, hello. Um, I sneezed and a bit of wee came out. (gasps) That was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. That was very. That was very strange. Did you feel alive? I did a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, ooh, crikey. We've, we've come to that pass. Yeah. <laughs> After a long, hot summer of World Cup action, the nights will soon be drawing in again. And as the barbecues and after-work drinks in the sunshine peter out, you might find yourself at home accidentally watching The One Show. But fear not, you don't have to, because the podcast that takes the bullet for you is back for Series 2. Last season, we marvelled at a film in which Chris Akabusi investigated baby farming. We were astounded by Tommy Steele's anecdotes. Suddenly, the ship goes... What the... 
and suddenly I see these two bodies. Oh, dear me. And we accidentally engineered the resignation of regular one-show presenter Jay Rayner. You have to understand that I'm on this so that I can never be on the show ever again. This is basically your resignation Because you can't, yeah, you can't leave. Nobody leaves the the family. (laughs) So who knows what will happen this time. Find out as the show that analyses a TV show that doesn't warrant analysing returns. It's The The One Show Show, back in September. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast, Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elnett. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, I was February. I that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What his... an ocean of trouble Thank you. Is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you see. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody coat. I mean, again, it's back to the horror thing, but, like, the body's doing weird things is quite a big part of horror films. Right. Body horror. It's okay. Got, in fact, there's is a, it? Yeah. There's lots of. Sort so of, is that like spinny head exorcist? Yeah, or like or... Jeff Goldblum getting into a machine with a fly. Oh and yeah. And turning into a fly. Now is that is that good? Oh, so good, man. Oh, you'd love it. I mean, it's 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 a horror film in the sense that the idea of what is going on is horrific. Mm. But it's really essentially Kafka. Right. Or something. I'm gonna. You're so much more literary than I. Like you're. You are. No, I'm not. I've, I. Do you know? I talk a good game. You've but, done oh, Shakespeare's in that though. I had done. I, Shakespeare's quite horror, isn't I it? I has done Shakespeare's. There are some pretty horror horrific ones. Tell yeah. me, because I know nothing. Ty- well, Ty- I did media studies at GCSE. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm like Paul Burton talking about his woodwork A level. I'm so sorry, but I That's genuinely magic. did not do any um, Shakespeare's as well. Uh, well, well, I mean, you know, Macbeth's got the, got witches in it. That's mm. got a whole supernatural element yes, yes. to it, and it's got ghosts and shit. Mm-hmm. Then there's Titus Andronicus, which I don't actually really know, but there are lots of horrible, horrible deaths in that. Mm. It's not terribly woke, I think. <laughs> um, it's just uh, not woke. Sh- lots of Shakespeare is quite woke. Really? Yeah, there's lots of really cool women. Being played by young men, originally, yeah, in it, which it was the original drag, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was basically the RVT. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, it was, yeah, it was, like, you know, there's so many roles that would be so much better if they were gender swapped. Like, yes. They just, yeah. And there's more of that happening, which is mm. quite fun. Mm. Um, Who would yeah. you play in a Shakespeare? They were not talking, this is just, yeah. Well, I have just played uh, Rosalind in As You Like It. I like what Rosalind's the good. Oh, the, the, I loved she's it. She's the spunky one, right? She is. I've seen it. I've seen the um. Uh, what's oh. he called? Jeff. Jeff. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Jeff. Oh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yeah, I've not I've, seen. It's uh, very good. Cool. I saw that. Is that as you like it? Was that not as you like Did it? Did you not? I thought it was much ado. Oh, for fuck's sake! Right, all this is going. <laughs> I don't know anything. Was it much ado? I don't know. It might not have been. It might be. Hang on, no, what? I think it was much ado. Okay. Because wasn't um. Ugh. Yeah. Right, this is going. Uh, <laughs> um, so you've played Rosalind. <laughs> I played, played Rosalind, and and I loved her. Um, the trouser parts, they're goodies. Trouser parts. Trouser parts. Um, birds what dress up as blurks. Um, um, oh yeah, Rosalind's brilliant. I really, really loved it. Um, I think I think part of my um, moody brain unit currently mm. is is come down from playing Rosalind. Really? Because <laughs> oh man, it was such fun. Oh, it's great. So, um, um, how yeah. are you, what are you? What are you scared of at the moment? Um, are they very big or very small? Ooh, because I feel like that's where the world is at the moment. Everything's very big and very it's, small at the same time. Absolutely, yeah. So, um. Oh, what am I scared? Oh, more or less everything. I'm sort of scared of getting out of bed. Um, wow. Yeah, at the moment, that's that's quite frightening. But then staying in bed's quite frightening as well. Mm. So, what's in your bed? Is it like phones and distractions, or is it just? No, it's just I might go to sleep and 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 then I don't have to think about it. Right. Or. You might go back to sleep. Yeah, I might go back to sleep. Sure. They'll do. Oh, and I've got a cat sitting on me. That, that's all right. I mean, it's, the thing is, that sounds like in different brain circumstances, a really nice situation. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 But I think it's my it's my go-to. It's mm. my it's always been my default, um, is go to sleep. <laughs> and So can you just go to sleep? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so my go-to is probably try to go to sleep. Right. Um, so, but I'm sort of realising that what a waste that is. Um, uh. so I had a, I had a, uh, this is all over the shop and I don't care. Um, so I had an American flatmate for several years who's brilliant and really wise. Um, but he gave me a book with the terrible title, What Do You Say After You Say Hello? But one of the central things in it is about, it's it's about psychology, but it's a lot of it's about fairy tales and that how, how important fairy tales are to our psyches, and that your favourite fairy tale can say a lot about you. Oh, that's really interesting. It's really interesting. It sounds like it. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it sounds like it's a questionnaire on Facebook, but it's actually really no, no, interesting. No, no, it sounds amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Because obviously, I, I'm a writer, but also I have a child, and I like mm. fairy tales are like such a huge part of everything. Yeah, and you reread them, and you're like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. But actually, this teaches you morality or totally and they're really hard and they're really scary i mean they're horror lots of them are horror stories um but my my favorite uh fairy tale was always sleeping beauty Mm. and 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 so right the key thing about about this this book and the psychology of it is that at the center of every 
fairy tale is a lie. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be really careful. Um, and it's worth looking at your favourite one, seeing what the lie is, and then looking at your tendencies and that kind of stuff. And the lie at the, mid- uh, at the centre of Sleeping Beauty is she sleeps for 100 years and she doesn't age. Um, so it's about, it's sort of about procrastinating. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I was very much someone who thought that was a, that was a great story, but it, the lie at the heart of it speaks to me as well. That I, yeah, I, I put stuff off and I put stuff off. I sleep, mm. um, or try to, um, rather than do stuff because part of me thinks at some point things will happen. Something will happen. Mm. And that's no good. And so that's the that's the lie at the heart of my fairy tale and my psychology that I'm getting better at. I've got miles better at it. I mean, but it's like still you, there. Yeah. It sounds like you know yourself pretty well. No. No? I mean I try to. And that bit that bit I get. Um and I think I'm yeah, I'm getting better at it. But I'd still rather find outside things that define me rather than actually have a good look Mm. yeah so that's scary that is yeah but that's which is but but it's interesting scary talk about staring with the abyss though that's yeah way scarier than than a yeah like just just having a lift spiky hand man spiky hand man Oh, I'm so excited for when you see then Spiky Hand. Bad Edward Scissorhands. Well, yeah, I'm so... This this is what I'm so excited about for you, that you're going to watch a horror and you're going to go, oh, that was a horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're going to go, oh, I didn't know my book... Because you're a very smart, very emotionally intelligent, very... Um, uh, you have a very vivid imagination. The idea that you're going to be stunned by anything you see in horror. But I love the idea that I might one day <laughs> see a film or see a thing. I, I'm ready. I'm like so willing. I'm like accepting of that, wait, waiting for that moment. Yeah. And, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, and I want it to. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up, it, was, it happened a lot with music that mm. I, um, people talk about difficult albums mm. and complex albums and albums that blow mm. your mind. Yeah. And so things like the White Album and uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Astral Weeks, I didn't listen to for years, mm. years and years and mm. years because I was scared because I thought they will actually oh, too, too hurt my brain. Right. Um, and then I listened to them and, and loved them and I, I, I love them all still. But there's a mild disappointment mm. in not being fucked up by them. But they haven't been <laughs> totally know exactly what rewiry and yeah. horrific. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, no, it's good. I mean, it's it's interesting, good tunes, but it's not. Mm. Oh, you haven't, you haven't broken me. Shit. Yeah. Why have you, Why is my life not? Ch- but then we live in an age where everything is your... This is going to blow your mind, destroy your life, make you weep. Mm. <laughs> like, this will kill you dead, literally. Every, everything, all the time, yeah. has lived at that level. You'll never believe what happened next. You absolutely shit your pants when you click on this thing and see it's a turtle having a poo. Which had... Yeah. Just, that, that went round today. Oh. That went round today as a clip of a tortoise having a poo. And then immediately went round with, I can't believe this has got two point more four. 2.4 million viewers oh. <laughs> and people were outraged at that and it's like a little cycle of outrage yeah so the world is very big and very tiny at the same time it's the scale of it is really off 
protein. Yeah. And we're and that hyperbole has become the default. Mm. That whole you know, you won't believe what the cast of Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> look like look like now. Do they look like the cast of Beverly Hills 90210? I know, um, but in their fifties. But a they were older. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I've I've clicked through every. I've clicked through these twenty eight mm. pages. Yeah. Damn. I hate myself. For having a click through, but yeah, then, like you don't just yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> too big. It's too big. It is too big. Oh yeah, um, um, here we are. <gasps> what oh, pizza? Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Great big owl.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.